Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the outreach minister here on staff. And for the next half hour, I'll also be your host as we dig into Rabbi Schneider's teaching today on the wilderness. Nobody likes being stuck in the wilderness, but as we'll see today, every wilderness experience has some sort of purpose, so don't waste it. This message comes from our series titled, Don't Waste Your Wilderness. And if you'd like to download Rabbi's study notes for this program, you'll find them online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy chapter eight and join Rabbi as he begins this message with a word of prayer. Father God, we just ask you to come today. Father, your word is truth and it's a light into our path. Father, we receive your word today in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, it's interesting as we study the history of Israel, as Father God birthed them as a nation, he led them, beloved, out of Egypt, but listen to this, through the wilderness for 40 years. Now, remembering that, I want you to think about this. Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, who is Israel's divine head, when he began his ministry, coming out of the Jordan River, right after Jesus heard the Father's voice saying to him, you are my beloved son, and in you I am well pleased, immediately after that, the Spirit of God led Yeshua, led Jesus into the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and did combat with the devil. And so we see both Israel and Yeshua, Jesus, who is Israel's divine head, beginning their fullness by first going through a wilderness experience. I wanna say to you today, beloved one, that the pattern is no different today. Before Father God brings us into our fullness, we must first, each one of us, go through our own personal wilderness experiences. Many of you are going through a wilderness experience in your life right now. Wildernesses can take many different forms. It can be the loss of a job. It can be the loss of a loved one. It can be so many different things that causes one to find themselves in what they are experiencing as a time of wilderness. But what I want to say to you right now, beloved one, don't waste your wilderness because there's things that Father God can do for you that he can do no place else, listen to this, except when you're in the wilderness. We receive things from Father God when we're in the wilderness that we can't receive from him when everything is going well. It was only when Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years that they saw every single day the Spirit of the Lord manifest in the center of their camp as a glory cloud by day and as a pillar of fire by night for 40 years. They only saw God's manifest Shekinah glory while they were in the wilderness. And it's no different for you and I. Father God feeds us with revelation knowledge and with deep spiritual impartation as we call out to him and depend on him and walk with him hand in hand through our own wilderness experiences. Beloved one, don't waste your wilderness. I want to talk to you today about principles that apply to how we can make our wilderness experience most fruitful. 
Number one, beloved one, I want you to consider this. Israel, when they were in the wilderness, they were there for 40 years. It wasn't just a short thing. It didn't happen in an hour. It took a while for God to accomplish in his people what he was accomplishing in their lives in the wilderness. I want to go with you now to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number eight. Let's read about what Father God said he was doing as he brought Israel through the wilderness. Now remember, Israel is a prophetic shadow of the church today. In other words, Paul said that the things Israel went through, they went through not just for their own sake, but God also brought them through the wilderness and recorded it for us. Listen to this. For us, Paul said, the church today upon whom the end of the ages has come. Let's read Deuteronomy 8 now. I'm beginning in verse 1. All the commandments that I'm commanding you today, you shall be careful to do, listen, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord God swore to give to your forefathers. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart. I'm just gonna walk through this chapter with you, beloved one, verse by verse, making application for your life as I do. First of all, I want you to get a glimpse of God's ways, who he is, how he acts, and what his plan is for you and I today. Look at verse one. What was God's plan for Israel? Listen to what he said. Verse one, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land. Some people think God is angry. They think God is stingy. They think God is sad. They think God is bitter. But this is not who God is. Jesus, his son, is anointed with the oil of gladness. God is a big, great God who loves us, listen, and wants the best for you and for I. So listen again as we read the word. First, the Lord says that you may live. Jesus said, I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. Father God delights in his children, listen, being alive, being happy. He goes on to say that you may live and multiply. He wants you and I, beloved, to have lives that are increasing. In other words, that our spirit man is increasing in the spiritual realm, in spiritual space, that our peace is becoming greater, that our knowing him is becoming deeper, that our sense of satisfaction is becoming fuller. Jesus said, he that believes in me, he said, rivers of living water shall flow from his innermost being. And he said, and you will drink from the well of life that's within you, Jesus said, and you will listen to this, thirst no more. So we see the same thing here. God wants his people to live, to increase, to multiply, and he wants them to go in, he continues on, and possess. I'm gonna read it again. Be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your forefathers. He wants you and I to take more and more of him. He is our land. Father God said to Abraham, I am your exceedingly great reward. In other words, he wants us to be blessed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I want you to know, child of God, God's purpose and identity is that you are a victorious one, and he's gonna get you as you continue to depend on him to the top of the mountain. You're gonna possess life, and you're gonna possess it the way Jesus said you would. But notice, that before Israel could take possession of this full life that Father had for them, they first had to go through their own 
wilderness. In other words, beloved ones, we're going to see that God was humbling them and he was testing them. Put it all together. God has a great plan for your life, but before he can bring us in to the fullness of our inheritance in him, he first has to strip us and humble us. He has to wean us off of relying on all other things. He has to bring us to the place where we put him first in our life. And then when he gets our heart and our soul and our thoughts in order, he can bring us in, beloved ones, to the abundance that he has for us. Let's listen to this again. I really want you to get this because so much of what the teaching is today makes people believe that God's just going to bless them and it's going to happen overnight. And they don't understand there's a process to entering into the fullness of the blessing. See, the Bible says, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Listen again. The Lord said, be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your forefathers. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God led you in the wilderness these 40 years that he might humble you. That's the first thing. Why did the father lead him in the wilderness? To humble them. What does it mean to humble? To humble means one soul is bowed low towards the Lord. To walk in humility is to walk in dependency on God and to walk in reverence or respect towards God. So Father God was literally building humility and reverence in the lives of his people through the process of bringing them through the wilderness. You see, beloved one, your wilderness has a purpose. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and we'll be right back with our teaching. But first, a short recap of our Collective Action Weekend. Thank you very much to all of you that had the courage to join the Taking the Rainbow Back movement and wearing your shirt out in public places. Let's continue to be strong. Let's continue to wear the shirts. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And beloved, when we stand in righteousness for God's purposes, we are making a difference and preparing the way for Jesus's return. The eyes of men are being opened. I love what you're doing. It's so great. Now I can stand firm and just be able to witness again His truth and what His covenant means. Keep going and keep doing what you're doing because this is a great thing, a great deed that you're doing out here. Every time I look at the rainbow, I see God and His mercy and how He's revealed Himself to His creation and His covenant. Today, you guys helped me remember what the rainbow is really for. Now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. There's a reason that you're in the wilderness. God's doing something there for you. Deep calls to deep from the wilderness. And when deep calls to deep, beloved, the spirit of the Lord enters in. Listen again. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not. I definitely want to clarify here because all of us know that God is omniscient, it's called, which means all-knowing. All of us know this about him. So why does it say here that Father God led them through the wilderness to test them to know what was in their heart? Doesn't he already know? He already knows. What is happening here is two things. Number one, when the Lord said that he might test you, 
Testing in scripture carries with it the idea, listen now, of bringing somebody up to the next level. In other words, Father puts us through test, not to see whether we'll pass or fail because he doesn't know and he has to test us to find out. He already knows what's in our heart. Father God knows what's in us. He knew Jeremiah and Ezekiel while they were still in their mother's womb. In the fullest sense of the word, beloved, biblically, a testing is a trial that God brings us through, listen now, in order to bring us up to the next level. So he was bringing them through the wilderness to test them, in other words, to refine them, to bring them up to the next level. It caused them to go through something that would change them and bring them up into the next level. And so the same thing is true for you and I. Father God will bring us through things to reveal our hearts to us and then to bring us up to the next level as we realize oftentimes we're not quite as far along as we thought we were. Let me ask, have you ever faced something in your life that you never faced before? You came into a set of circumstances. You came into a challenge or a test in your life that was a brand new challenge and a brand new test. And you were feeling pretty good before you entered the challenge. You were feeling pretty good in your walk with God before the testing hit you. But then when you entered into the testing, you realize that your heart wasn't as pure and full of faith as you thought it was before the test came. And so you hit the test, you notice that you're failing the test in some sense, not that we're failing completely, but that we're just not walking through it as perfectly as our heart wants to. We notice that there's a bad attitude sometimes that comes, that there's a toxic stress sometimes that enters in, there's anxiety that sometimes can enter in, there's fear that sometimes can enter in. We sometimes react to the people in our lives with less patience because of the test, and we know that we're not handling it right. There's a yes in our heart, but we recognize as we're walking through the test that in some sense we're failing. We're not failing completely, but we're just not succeeding as much as we would like to. And so what do we do? We call out to Father God, we call out to Jesus in the test and we say what? Help me, Father, help me, Jesus. Help me get my attitude right. Help me to get my heart in order. Help me to walk with a better attitude. In other words, how many of you, when you're going through a test, you just lose patience with people? You're on the road and you find bitter things coming out of your heart at other drivers, or you're in the supermarket or just dealing with people in everyday life and you notice yourself being less loving because you're going through a stressful time and you're grieved about it. And so what do you do? You call out, Father, help me, strengthen me. And what does he do when you do that? Listen, he girds you and brings you up to the next level. See, that's what was happening here with Israel. Father God was transforming them in the wilderness, and he does the same thing with you and I, beloved ones, as we go through our wilderness experience, clinging to Father God, crying out to Father God, depending on him, and as we do that, listen, he brings us up to the next level. He continues on in verse number three. He humbled you and let you be hungry, and he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. When you and I go through a wilderness experience, we find our provision supernaturally in God in ways that we often can't when things are going easy for us. In other words, it was only in the wilderness that supernatural manna was on the ground six days a week for the children of Israel, listen to this, for 40 years. 
It was only when they were in the wilderness that the water supernaturally came out of the rock. It was only in the wilderness that they saw the glory cloud again by day, which turned into a pillar of fire by night in the center of the camp. In the wilderness, we often experience the supernatural provision of God in ways that are above and beyond that which we often experience when things are going easy for us. And so don't waste your wilderness. If you're in the midst of a wilderness right now, guard your heart from being bitter. Guard yourself from complaining. Don't let the devil steal your joy, even though it's a hard time. But in the midst of your wilderness, thank God, because the Lord says he is causing, listen, all things to work together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose that we would be conformed to the image of his son. So don't waste your wilderness. Otherwise, you might have to go through another wilderness because you didn't receive what Father wanted you to receive in this wilderness. So if you're in a wilderness right now, listen to me. I want you to get on your knees with me and I want to be thankful, beloved one, for the wilderness. Father God, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you Father God, that you cause all things to work together for good to those that love you and are called according to your purpose. Father, we believe that right now, that this difficult time that we're going through, Father, that you have a good purpose in it, that you're bringing about something good from it. Father, that you're ministering to me in a way and you're imparting to me in a way that you can't when things are going well. So I wanna thank you, Father God, even though it's difficult for me right now, I wanna thank you for what you're doing in my life. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, beloved ones. Do you know, we're gonna continue on this, but you know what the Lord said to the children of Israel? At the end of Deuteronomy chapter eight, he said to them, I brought you through the wilderness where the serpents bit you where you were hungry and thirsty. He said, I brought you through this great and terrible wilderness in order that I could do good for you in the end. In other words, the wilderness was preparing the children of promise, the children of Israel for what they were about to receive. So if you're going into a wilderness or are in a wilderness right now, I want you to know God has good things planned for you. Get ready, beloved, for a breakthrough. Don't waste this time in your life. In Jesus' name, Father, I just speak right now over those that are going through a wilderness in their life. I ask you to strengthen them. Father, I speak life to them. I release resurrection life to each one of these precious souls of yours, Jesus, in your name. Now, son, daughter of God, man, woman of God, in Jesus' name, I want you to begin to thank God for where you're at right now. I want you to develop a thankful spirit. I want you to begin to rejoice for where you're at right now. Even as Israel came out of Egypt with the spoils of the land, you're gonna come out of this wilderness experience, beloved, with precious gemstones of the spirit imparted into your heart. And those things that you're receiving right now in the wilderness, they're gonna be precious anointings that you're gonna carry forward with you out of this wilderness all the days of your life they're gonna be a comfort and a foundation for your spiritual life as well as be used of the Lord for you to minister out of them to other people. Thank God for your wilderness. In Jesus' name, I love you. Shalom.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and the straightforward and authentic Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider. Today's message is from our series, Don't Waste Your Wilderness. And well, right now we're in the middle of what Jewish people around the world call the High Holy Days, and Yom Kippur is coming up this weekend. The Day of Atonement begins on Sunday at sunset, and this day is the most holy day on the biblical calendar. Yom Kippur is the day that Jewish people believe God seals their fate and removes their sins. And as believers, this day reminds us that Jesus is the one who took our sins upon him once and for all. And now we all want to be bold witnesses for Jesus. And what better way to share the love of God than by remembering and celebrating this day. If you truly want to live out the Great Commission with your friends, family, and the people that we meet every day, we need to understand these important appointments that God set up. And that's why this ministry is so important. Rabbi's passion is to show us how the Old and New Testaments are connected so that we can stand in unity with one another and declare God's glory. And so to learn more, visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're on our website, we'd also love to tell you a little bit more about how you can support us this year with your prayers and finances. Now here is Rabbi Schneider once again. Beloved, I pray that you're sensing that the Lord is doing something special in your life during this holy season. I know in my life there's been several times that Father has done something really unique right in the midst of this season that we're in right now. Do you know, one of the things that's important for God to fully work in our lives is that we respond to Him. We read in the book of Leviticus, chapter number 23, verse 25 and 35, that the Lord called Israel to respond to him during this season by having them present to him a special offering by fire. If you're feeling the Holy Spirit inquiring in your heart as to whether you'll respond to the Father during this season, beloved, I want to encourage you to take action. And if the Lord is asking you to present an offering to Him, would you consider doing it through discovering the Jewish Jesus this year? I want to thank you, beloved. God bless you and shalom. If God is calling you to give a special Fall Holy Day offering, then please give directly online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give a gift today through the Rabbi Schneider app on your favorite mobile device. You can also send a gift in the mail by writing to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. As our way of saying thank you for your faithful financial gifts, we'll send you several tokens of appreciation, including our most recent newsletter and Rabbi's Message of the Month. Thanks so much. We look forward to hearing from you soon. But right now, let's wrap up today's program with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh, 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider continues our series titled Don't Waste Your Wilderness. Be listening Tuesday to Discovering the Jewish Jesus.